gospel message titled and grace for grace in the new testament we know how many times we are told that jesus christ came for the purpose of salvation jesus christ being the new covenant or the effector of the new covenant which basically was god telling us that we no longer have to satisfy every requirement of the law ourselves because jesus who himself is the satisfaction or the fulfillment of the law that if we believe in him and accept him as lord and savior and receive him into our lives surrender our lives to him die to sin and live in christ then we will be saved meaning in christ and through christ we will fulfill the law by obeying god through jesus christ just by that alone this is the grace of the new testament so where once upon a time in the old testament there were these long lists of laws that not even i'm not even talking about the the, the ten commandments i'm talking about the hebrew laws the israelite laws that are scattered throughout Leviticus and Deuteronomy, long list of laws that it almost was impossible to, to satisfy all of them. Christ came as the fulfillment of the law so that if we believe in him, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not die but have everlasting life. So living in Christ, and I mean not just saying we believe in Christ and yet we behave in, 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 in completely ungodly ways. No, surrendering our life to Christ and being led by the Holy Spirit. This is the grace of the atonement. This is the grace where Christ, who was sinless, died for my sins, took my sins upon himself, that I, by believing in him, I will now have eternal life. As Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And this life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died and gave his life for me. So this is the foundation of our Christian faith which is Jesus Christ, the propitiation for my sins, Christ in me. That is God's grace. But then in the book of John, in John chapter 1, you know, there's this reference and it's in John 1 verse 16. And it says, 16 and 17, And of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So when we read that in John, we understand the New Testament part. But this 
grace for grace you know where was the grace in the old testament where was the grace back then when they actually had to live according to the law and in second chronicles chapter six i mean god in his infinite mercy because he's just such an awesome god the way he just lays everything out for us and if we go and read from verse 19 all the way to the end of the chapter which is verse 42 there are a lot of verses there but it's it's definitely worth the read reading the whole chapter but if we start from this verse 19 and i'm just going to try to read quickly have respect therefore to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication O lord my god to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee this is king solomon praying this prayer to god after he had built the temple you know uh king david wanted to build the temple but the father said no you're not going to do it but it's your son that's going to build the temple so this after king solomon built the temple there was a period where he did you know he they made sacrifices and they worshiped god just thanking god and blessing god for uh, him allowing them him solomon and, and the israelites then to build this temple and dedicate this temple to him so this was the prayer that king solomon prayed after having built and dedicated the temple from verse 20 it says that thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth towards this place this place is the temple that he's talking about this temple this house of worship that was built for god verse 21 hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people israel which they shall make towards this place hear thou from thy dwelling place even from heaven and when thou hearest forgive if a man sin against his neighbor and hath an oath laid upon him to make him swear and the oath come before thine altar in this house then hear thou from heaven and do and judge thy servants by requiting the wicked by recompensing his way upon his own head and by justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness verse 24 and if thy people israel be put to the worst before the enemy because they have sinned against thee and they shall return and confess thy name and pray and make supplication before thee in thy house then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of thy people israel and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest unto them and to their fathers verse 26 when the heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee yet if they pray towards this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou dost afflict them then hear thou from heaven forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people israel when thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk and send rain upon the land which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance verse 28 if there be a dearth in the land if there be pestilence if there be blasting or mildew locusts or caterpillars if their enemies besiege them in the cities of, of their land whatsoever sore or whatsoever sickness there be then what prayer or supplication 
soever shall be made of any man or of all thy people Israel, when everyone shall know his own sore and his own grief, and shall spread forth his hands in this house, then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive, and render unto every man according unto his ways, whose heart thou knowest, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men, that they may fear thee to walk in thy ways, so long as they live in thy land, which thou gavest unto the fathers. Moreover, concerning the strangers, which is not of thy people Israel, but is come from a far country, for thy great name's sake, and thy mighty hand, and thy stretched out arm, if they come and pray in this house, then thou hear them from heaven, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, and all that the people of the earth may know thy name and fear thee, as doth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. And it goes again further and further on to the end of the chapter, just basically saying, if your people do this, this sin, or this transgression, or this evil thing, but yet when they shall re return to your house and acknowledge their evil ways and come into this house that is named after your name and built after your name, and if they come here and confess your name and repent of their sins, then, O oh Lord, hear them and forgive them. And then in chapter 7, verse 12 it reads and the lord appeared to solomon by night and said unto him i have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice if i shut up heaven that there be no rain or if i command the locusts to devour the land or if i send pestilence among my people if my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer made in this place. For now I have I chosen and sanctify this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. So here is God answering King Solomon and telling him that prayer that you prayed and pay attention to the prayer because that is the key here. If your people shall do this, that, 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 that evil, but yet when they now come to their senses and come to this holy house, this holy temple, and acknowledge that this is your temple, this is your house where your name resides, and they repent. Father Lord, hear them and forgive them. And here is the Father saying, yes, I will do that. If they, my people, which are called by my name, come to this house that I have sanctified, 
and they shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will forgive their sin and heal their land. I mean, just, just look at the grace being extended to the people of Israel here. The, the prayer was not, oh, if they don't sin or if they don't do wrong. King Solomon almost acknowledged every single kind of wrong that the people can do, that God's people can do. And he called them out specifically and said, if we do these things unto you, Father, yes, wretchedly and grievously, we sin against you, we transgress. But if we return to this house, if we return to this house and acknowledge your name, acknowledge your name, then forgive us and restore us and take away the pestilence and take away the illness and take away whatever our sins have brought upon us. And God said, I will. I will. He said, I will extend that grace to you that if you repent, and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways i will do it i will forgive you i will restore you and now fast forward to the new testament where it is no longer this temple of the the building of the temple not the structure of the temple but it is now the temple that is jesus christ because in in john chapter in John chapter 4, no, in John chapter 3, Jesus said, you know, when he was talking to the, the Pharisees that were asking him to prove that he was who he said he was. And he says, I will destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. And they're like, this temple took 38 or 40 something years to build. How are you saying that you're going to build it in three days? And the Bible tells us that Jesus was not referring to that temple, but he was referring to the temple of his body. So this temple that they found grace in, in the Old Testament, that if they returned there, because God's name was on that place, it was in that place, his own name was there. So now, here they are, and then here we are in the New Testament, in Christ Jesus, the temple of the living God. He is now the living temple, and because he is not here physically, he is the temple that lives in our hearts. He is the temple that is in us. So God says, if we grace for grace so the grace think of the grace you had in the old testament that required you to go to this physical temple now here we are in the new testament where the temple lives and then the temple now dwells in us and grace for grace and if we go to john 17 remember all the places in this second chronicles where he said if my name is there if my name is there my name is in this place this temple where my name is where look at all the references to my name my name my name that god says and in john 17 chapter 11 it says jesus is praying this prayer to the father this is the prayer that jesus prayed to the father on our behalf and on the behalf of every disciple past and present Verse 11 says, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep them through thine own name, who thou hast given me. Verse 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those which thou gavest me, I have kept them and none were lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Verse 14, and I have given them thy word 
the world has hated them because they are they are not they are not of the world even as i am not of the world i pray that thou should not take them out of the world but keep them from the evil one and then in verse in uh verse 26 it says and i have declared unto them thy name and i will declare it that the love wherein thou hast loved me may be in them and i in them this is the same name from chronicles where he says this house which i have built for thy name this house where your name dwells everything about the house was about the name of god it was the name of god that established it it is the name of god that christ keeps us in in his name because he and the father are one so when jesus christ talks about grace for grace we have all received fullness and grace for grace we already had the grace in the old testament where it now required us to come to the house of worship to come physically to the temple to confess and to rent our garments and to repent but now the grace the other grace is that we don't have to now go to a physical temple this temple dwells within us and now of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace the grace as it was given to us in the days of old that grace is even more so now because it is within us and then we can, how can we understand this merciful god i mean look at the mercy and the grace extended here it is mind-blowing if we go back this happened in chronicles this is in the height of the law at the height of the law yet look at the grace extended if my people will return if they will come to me come to my house look at the grace extended at a time where they were ruled strictly by the law and now here we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit and God is assuring us he's reminding us I have given you my fullness and grace for grace the grace has always been there for you to physically come to Jerusalem but now you don't have to physically come because my temple is within you return to me come to me abide in me dwell in me if you sin if you transgress return come back with a repentant heart if my people who are called by my name we are the people who are called by his name we are the ones who are called by his name and all he's asking us to do is to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face continuously turn from our wicked ways when he reveals anything within us that is contrary to his spirit rebuke it and turn from it and he says he will hear from heaven and he will forgive our sin and he will heal whatever it is that has come upon us by virtue of our iniquity let us understand the grace of this god that has always been there the law was given by moses but even then God extended grace that now required them to do something. But now here is this grace 
that just requires us to receive him, give our lives to him, and allow his Holy Spirit to save us. Because that is what the Holy Spirit is here to do, to keep us abiding in that temple, to make sure we'll never leave that temple. So where we would have had to physically walk to the temple now, in the past, the Holy Spirit keeps us in the temple now. He keeps us here so that our face is constantly facing towards him. We are constantly calling on his name, constantly. It's not a trip thing anymore. It is an all-time thing because the temple is within us. And grace for grace. Let us, let us recognize what God has done and what he continues to do. And I pray that we might continue to grow in his grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.